When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket. Going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40. To the 35. 30. Breaks away. 20. 10. 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. That's what it sounded like on Bill's radio. Josh Allen breaking off a 52-yard touchdown run. That made it 21 to 7. It was more of a game than yeah. the final score would indicate, but Buffalo moves on. The Steelers go home. And now, major questions about Mike Tomlin's future, Perloff. I would have liked to see what would happen if TJ Watt was in that game. I don't know what difference he would have made. I just feel like the whole defense would have been a little more enthused. Yep. Uh, you've nailed it all year long. The Bills can make any any blowout into a game right oh, now. Yes, I don't quite know how they did it. It was 24-17, and the momentum felt like it was... Or was it 24-17? Yeah. It felt like it was really shifted to the Steelers. I Eight minutes into that game, there was a controversial call on the sideline. Uh, one of the Steelers played... Was it Fryermuth fumbled the ball on the sideline? Yeah. And nobody... I never saw an accurate angle on whether the Bills recovered it inbounds. Well, they said it glanced off of Fryermuth's helmet while he was also out of bounds. Yes, but nobody actually has any visual footage <laughs> no, of that. This is just... You got to believe them when the when the referees say it. I I thought that was going to be the second bad fumble. It ended, they had a, a fumble also in the first half right. that led to a Bills touchdown. Yeah. I was thrilled. I'm like, oh, thank God that this game is not going to be a complete blowout. So there's something to watch from... Monday afternoon football was an unexpected delight. And that game seemed like it was going to be over in five minutes. If they had lost that fumble in there, I mean, that, that wouldn't have even been a game. But I'm, I'm psyched for the Steelers that they had enough enough chutzpah to actually keep it entertaining. Well, <laughs> the problem for the Steelers is, listen, they were 10-point underdogs in that game. It was going to take a... a a lot of things to yeah. break their right break right for them. And, and listen, the Bills secondary kept getting decimated. Their linebacker core decimated. The guy who led the Bills in tackles yesterday in the game was literally on his couch a week ago. He had been cut from practice squad, was about to take his kids on a vacation mm. to the Florida Keys and got the call from the Bills. Hey, we need you. And he led the team in tackles yesterday. That was A.J. Klein. They were down to third string and fourth string dudes. And so I think that's part of the reason why Pittsburgh was able to make it more interesting. It sets up a big question, though. Let's take it from the Bills angle for a second. I mean, if your defense is not, there, there's no way the Bills will be a close, uh, full strength. But Patrick Mahomes is going to make this look a lot worse than Mason Rudolph was able to. Well, I'm not sure the Chiefs are going to throw the ball. Uh, I don't know what the weather is. I think this is the way you're describing. Like this is a Pacheco issue. It might be the Chiefs are going to try and run the ball, and keep, keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. And then on the we have plenty of time to talk about yeah. this game and this matchup and Josh Allen versus yeah. Mahomes. And this is going to be a lot of fun. And I actually I do think the Bills can win this game. I do I'm just think saying, getting them at home, yeah. the Chiefs' offense does not look as scary as it has. Well, what you just described with the Bills' injuries though makes it sound like ooh, this is going to be an opportunity for the Chiefs to push on them a little bit. When injuries happen, I think you might see it more in the run game 
which is scary. And yeah. it's funny, the Bills and the Chiefs, they're the, by the way, <laughs> I, they're the same team. I'm sorry, like just how uh, Bilotti was saying the Jets and the Eagles are the same team last hour. We won't <laughs> we'll get, get into to, that yeah, anymore. We'll, we'll flush that out. No, we are going to have to get into it because now more people are weighing in. But the Chiefs and the Bills are also the same team in the sense that they're three years ago. The, was it three years ago, the 13-second game? They could not be stopped offensively, and they've redefined themselves in a really interesting way that they can now sit on a lead and run the ball. I, I think it's good. Well, this is a new revelation for the Bills that they're able to run the ball and salt away some clock and go on sustained drives. The problem and the real difference between the Bills and the Chiefs is that Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over and Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot. Now, he did not do Mm. it last night. To his credit, they were able to go on these long drives, but because I think the commitment to the run... They they weren't able to. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over. That's that's it. Like that's the that's the difference to me. Well, I can't even name the running backs who were in that 13 second game for the Bill. Was it Devin Singletary yeah, and Zach Clyde Edwards Hilaire? <laughs> yeah, I just they they weren't even really factors though. At that point, it was just nobody can stop anybody. I don't see that happening at all. And also, the weather is just. Last night, the fact that I had such a low bar for Mason Rudolph, you thought they should have pulled him. I'm like, I'm amazed Mason Rudolph is completing any passes. It's freezing out there. Nobody really wants to be there. I thought he played pretty well. Well, the fans were into it. It was one degree. It felt like one degree uh, in the second half. It was like four degrees at kickoff. Uh, felt like four. I mean, I thought weather really did not impact this game. I mean, you had kickers who were trying 40-plus yard field goals. You had, you know, you did have passing in this game. The Not as to, much as you might have had. Yeah, but the commitment to the run, I think, was more schematic than it was because of the elements. And I'm curious, because you had all the visuals of the fans digging out the seats. I mean, did you notice that the fans only dug out the home seats? Like anyone, like all Steeler fans who uh, were going to the game I did not notice that. through the... Apparently no assigned seating either. You could just walk in, what sit wherever. Do? Like, I'm sorry, I think you're in my seat. It's like there's 10 feet of snow on top of it. <laughs> this is uh, 147DD. I think you're in 146DD. Ironically, the weather kind of affecting the passing game. Josh Allen only had 203 yards. Plays into a strength of the Bills. Like, they couldn't open it up. and They couldn't have Josh Allen throwing the ball all over the field and maybe throwing picks. I think it ironically helped them a little bit. It made them be conservative. NFL's got a problem when we talk about weather affecting games. Well, can't throw snowballs at guys trying to catch touchdowns. That was ridiculous. And the fact that the announcers thought it was a flag because it came so close to the ball, that was utterly... Eagles fans are much classier. Yes. Yes. When he was sort of interfered with and they didn't call in the end zone. But Eagles fans are much classier. You throw it at the player when they're coming out of the tunnel. (laughs) First of all, you get more impact. You don't do it in the middle of a play. How tacky is that? (laughs) Well, listen, I think if for the next game, if there's that kind of snow in the stands... They're probably going to make an announcement. If any snowball comes out, then it's going to be a 15-yard penalty like, on the Bills. To me, like that, they should do a flag on that play. Like I, I like I know maybe the pass, pass was semi-uncatchable. There was one flag where they threw a flag for a semi-uncatchable pass, but yeah. like you, you can't throw a, a snowball in the middle yeah. of a plate while the games are happening. Celebration after touchdown, sure. sack, whatever. I think that's who cares. Yeah. But that was yeah. that was a little. Ridiculous. Also, they went after Pickens and Deontay, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson on the bench, and Pickens turned around. There was almost a Jalen Ramsey incident there, too. That was, I, I was joking about throwing it at the lot. Like, honestly, I think with Taylor Swift in the building next week, they're going to, the NFL is going to 
let the Bills know in no uncertain terms that's not happening on national TV. Because Taylor's there? It's going to be a huge audience. I oh, mean, well, I think I, I, the NFL was probably embarrassed by well, that play. That that was you not good. make it sound like it was happening every time. It happened oh. once. No, but I mean, that was a... No, that was, was a, happening. There was a huge problem with Pickens and the, the guys. Like, they were pelting the uh, Steelers bench. You could see it on all, all sorts of videos. And, and it was a key play. I mean, you know, it's a two-score it. game, and, and they're trying to come back. You can't do that. No, I get it, and I understand Pickens saying we were battling the Bills and the referees. I, I didn't think – listen, maybe I'm I'm Bills-colored glasses on today. I didn't think it rose to the level of that. We've all seen – and I would agree with Pickens. He definitely got held uh, in the fourth quarter when he was mm. trying to make a crucial third-down catch. He should have gotten the call there. I don't think that changed the outcome of the game. It was 31-17 at that time, right? I, I don't think that the Steelers were coming back and winning off of that bad call. Uh, I do think it's interesting with the Bills and the Chiefs playing next week. Mm-hmm. Who are the officials, the two teams that the officials in the AFC help more than anybody? It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, they love the Chiefs like they love their own kids. No, so it's going to be, but they also kind of like the Bills. It's going to be an official off. Well, this is the thing. I'm not saying, listen, you like to think it kind of evens out by the end. Like, the both teams get bad calls and well, I, the both teams get, get good calls. But being in Buffalo should help the Bills. Well, that's part. I mean, I think part of the home field advantage is not necessarily you think you're going to get every call going your way because, again, like, they'll they'll call it against you. But I think let's see what Mahomes can do yeah. on the road in the playoffs. Like, let's see yeah. how Andy Reid reacts when it's, you know, crunch time, Andy Reid, now you're on the road. I think people, we give Arrowhead a lot of credit. We should probably give it even more than we do. Because that's such a great home field advantage that they've enjoyed. And I know the Bengals went in and beat them, and I get that. But they have, they've had a ton of success, and I think yeah. the home field is a big part of it. I think you get a subtle advantage with the officials. I mean, that's exactly why the Bills are favored here. Uh, I think if it's the exact opposite spread in KC. KC by two and a half in KC. Yeah. Bills by two and a half. These teams are mirror images of each other. This, what is it? Vegas gives you three points for home field advantage. I agree. It. This is – I'm so excited for this game. I, I don't have to stress out about anything anymore. The Eagles are out. Both my Super Bowl picks are done. <laughs> I can just sit back and relax and watch the second round. This is, uh, to me, this is by far the playoff game of the year. I think until the Ravens and the Niners get challenged, oh, man, this is going to be great. Listen, it's it's incredible that it's turned into this kind of rivalry. But here's the thing. The Bills got to win one of these in the postseason for it to really turn into a rivalry because they've – Beaten them in the regular season. They've beaten the Chiefs of the yeah. regular season in Arrowhead. They did it earlier this year, the Kadarius Tony foot in the neutral zone game that we all remember so well. But if the Bills really want to make this the true rivalry, yeah. they've got to win this game. Yeah. I, I would highly suggest don't let any more defensive guys get hurt because if you have to go, <laughs> if Baltimore wins and you have to go to Baltimore shorthanded against that team, uh oh. Five defensive starters who started the game against the Dolphins in week 18 were injured in this game. Last night, yesterday afternoon. Luckily, then not half of those guys are backups. But Rasul Douglas is the key one. Oh my God, do you need him back? He could play. They're saying he's trending towards playing. We'll see. Good. EJ, you look like you want to say something there. Uh, we've got some poll results oh. on a lot of things we've discussed today Wait, that I think we should get to. Put a pause in that. Let me yep. hit the phones for a second. 855 212 4 CBS. John is in South Carolina. Wants to weigh in on what became a pretty heated show debate. Yep. Do you consider the Eagles losers today is kind of the ju- the juxta- uh, the gist of it. John, what do you have? Well, I'm going to throw out the you know wisdom of the ages here. Uh, it's pretty simple. Every team not in the playoffs so far this year are losers. But really, the course thing is what we're talking about, the degree of losing. 
And there's definitely degrees because even after every football game, we all start talking about the degree they lost the game. Was mm-hmm. it a blowout? Was it a tight game? You know, so the degree thing is it. But, yeah, they're all – and my Panthers, my Browns, we're all losers except for the playoff teams. I'm Wait, John, are you really a Panthers and a Browns fan? Well, I was born in Ohio, and then I was in Carolina when the Panthers were born. So I'm kind of, you know what I mean? It's okay. like a the Browns are my home team, but I was here when the Panthers were born, so they're kind of my team too. Okay. Hey, who's it. the luckiest guy in the NFL this year? C.J. Stroud not getting picked by mm-hmm. the worst owner of the Boy, and you know what? I think people were just saying that about the Texans not that long ago, that they were a bad organization, that you wouldn't want to go to the Texans. And now – you know, a couple picks later, including Stroud. Here you go. John, thank you for weighing in. On that. Uh, I think he said it well. There are degrees of loser. Obviously, if you get blown out, it's a lot different than losing a close game. And to me, yes, technically, I know the Eagles did not win the game last night. I understand that technically they're guys. losers. But I think the, the gist of the argument is, I, I understand what you guys are saying. They were 10-1. and one. This is just a, such a giant collapse. It makes them loser like in the same way a Jets or a Panthers are losers. Like, it's so different to me. Are you a lowercase like lower L loser or are you like a capital L loser? Giant yeah. L. But I feel like, I'm sorry, like what's the loser? The Jets are right now, and I love Joe Douglas. He's awesome. But they are the loser franchise in the NFL. That's just That's just facts. Well, they have the longest playoff drought of any team in the NFL right now. So, yes, you could say they're losers there. But you heard what John said. He said, but every team. He said, except the playoff teams. Except for the playoff teams that haven't lost yet. And if he called back in three weeks, he would say every team that has lost is a loser. No, but he said except the playoff teams. So they're different. No, I think he meant the playoff teams that are still alive. No, I think he meant he would say his that call said that the Eagles are different than the Jets, right? He was back at it, right? Because he said there's tears, so, but to say that if the Texans lose next week to the Ravens, I don't think anyone is going to say they're losers. This is not the way you're going to describe them. They Be are. like, oh man, <laughs> really though? They I are. mean, Pete, you're not going to call them a loser. They you lost. understand this is a very bright, shining light of the NFL, and even if they lose this game. Everyone is stoked uh, in Houston. That's fine. They can rebound. I'm, I'm not saying that they're, they're not capable of not rebounding. I'm just saying they're losers. For the 2023 season, they did not win the Super Bowl. Thus, they are losers. Yeah, they're not losers forever. They're just no, I, under, I understand the English word loser, but that's just stupid to <laughs> say the Texans are. No one is going to say the Texans are losers if they lose this game. But let's be real. The Eagles are much closer to the Jets as losers this year than the Texans would be. No. No. How? Technically they are. They, because the Eagles <laughs> are the not round, the bro. Eagles are not in the same same universe as no, the Jets right the now. No, the Jets and Eagles both suffered massive disappointments in losing. There's no, no disappointment uh, no, in the you Texas can't compare in the these second round. You can't compare these two teams. That's why Why? That's why because the Jets have never been close. Did and the, the Jets have Super Bowl expectations this year? They shouldn't have. But they did. <laughs> Well, after and you were the one saying they could. You I, love Aaron Rodgers going to I the Jets. I understand, and you're trying to lodge me. No, you, the Eagles and the Jets are not the same Wait, same this year. They're not even that, close. I but think, they both had Super Bowl expectations, and they both fell short in spectacular fashion. I think what we've realized here is that a couple things. One, a new term was born from EJ called the loser spotlight. And, <laughs> and we want Perloff to sit in it today. Because his Eagles lost and it was embarrassing. It's not even like heartbreaking like we feel bad for you. It was like, it was embarrassing and we all got a boring game to watch because of it and all of that. So was, do we actually have an action? And you won't you won't admit it because you gave up on the Eagles weeks ago. Do we have an actual hat that someone's going to have to wear 
on the day when they have to sit in the loser spot. A giant L. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, I think... Do we get a winner's hat, too? Here's my big disagreement. I think the three of you overestimate the Jets as a body of work. Like, the L is so big. The L is so big, it should cover the entire stadium. At I, least the Eagles have incredible right. hope. You're right, but, but you're the one that brought up the Jets. I'm talking today about the Eagles and their collapse yeah. and the collapse that everyone has seen from 10 and 1. That's what we're talking about today. You're the one who brought They're up the Jets. The it was not them. You exactly. brought them up. And the other part, too, is who's probably firing their coach in the next couple of days? Regardless, I think the Eagles have really... Should be the Jets, but it's not. The Rocky Eagles are a very interesting team moving forward. I, I'm pretty psyched. I think if they bring in new coordinators, they just had the wrong coaches this year. I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic if I'm the Eagles. Yeah, that'll take care of the locker room problem, bringing new coordinators. Do you have polls? Oh, the results? locker room problem is, is media uh, crap. If you, if you made better play, did you see who picked up the blitz last night? Do you think the play calling is disastrous this year this with the Eagles? Is, I don't. I agree, but I, there's something else going on. No, How there's does not. a team like that collapse? Yeah. Because their play callers on both sides of the ball were awful. Can't just be that. It's it, that. It, it's it just that. It can't just be that. It's just that. Uh, I don't know. I'm reading this from ESPN yesterday, and it said, Jalen Hurts' desired direction for the offense has not materialized, which has been a source of disappointment for the franchise quarterback, according to a source with direct knowledge. Yeah, you, know had, you know who else had problems with leaks this year? Jets. New right. Jets. Well, There's no problem with leaks. There's one ESPN okay, article. Who go. cares? A disconnect <laughs> between the visions of Sirianni, Hurts, and offensive coordinator Brian Johnson has affected the offense's ability to land on an on an identity, the source says. You got yeah. issues. What are the poll results? The, the issue is your play calling. You saw it last night. Jalen Hurts took three steps back, and there were nine defensive guys on his head because they didn't know how to, to call any kind of plays that were good for the Blitz. He's a terrible play caller. Go ahead. Anyway, so we put the polls results out, several polls on the Eagles tonight, uh, today, this morning. So first, the one we're talking about right now, which is this no, new loser spotlight that we're talking about, and the question being, should Perloff have to sit in the loser's spotlight alone today after the Eagles' defeat, 89% say yes, oh uh, a little more than 10% say no. That's a bigger defeat than the Eagles took last That's pretty bad. <laughs> By the way, Eagles win the Super Bowl. I, I don't feel like I get a bonus check. The Eagles lose. That's not on me. <laughs> we also asked, I thought, a very interesting question about uh, which was more of a no-show performance, the Cowboys losing to the Packers or the Eagles losing to the Bucks. 57% say Cowboys losing to the Packers, a bigger no-show then the Eagles lose it to the Bucks. That came in at 42%. And in an earlier poll from the first hour, we asked, do you blame Jalen Hurts for last night's Eagles loss? So 37% say yes, 62% say no. All right. So most people are with you on that one, not yeah. blaming Jalen Hurts for the loss. Well, the play calling, honestly, last night, you guys all saw the blitz was coming. And is that on Hurts to figure that out? Or there was nobody open. He had no choice here. I'm Team Jalen Hurts. I'm excited. Get in. I like Ben Johnson. Give me him. What about Belichick? Nah. <laughs> but where's where Sirianni on that? He's the head coach. He has to. Like, if he sees that there's a problem, he has to step in there. Honestly, they lost Shane Steichen, and I'm sorry. The whole thing just. But then, how'd they get off to a ten and one start? Because Shane Steichen's right. been gone. <sighs> because games. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> they did it. The, the, the schedule was oh, light. Right. The schedule was light. Honestly, they were ten and one, but their DVOA was middle of the pack. No, I, I I'm with you on schedule. Yeah. I think that the Eagles, the Super Bowl yeah. year, benefited from an extremely yeah. easy schedule. By they the way, were... that ten and one stretch where the schedule was quote unquote light, they beat the Bucks, 
They beat the Rams. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Bills. All, yeah, all playoff teams. Not not a light schedule. But those teams, the Bucks were were struggling that point of the year, and there's there's caveats with all of that. The Chiefs kind of stink anyway. Uh, to me, and the Dolphins are have never beaten a good team. So the Bucks played. The, the Bucks were undefeated when they played the Eagles. What was the the Bucks were in the middle of a tailspin, weren't they? They did were two and zero. What did they the do Eagles after that game? The first loss of the season. Yeah, but what did they do after that game? Did they stink most of the season? Were they nine and eight? Right, but they didn't. They weren't in a tailspin when they played the. They were. They were. They were two and zero to start the season. Regardless, this this Eagles team. Honestly, I'll wear the loser spotlight if you want, but you guys are lucky. I'm not wearing a brown paper bag over my head like most <laughs> Eagles coming. fans were last night. No, they were all in the box. Like we all know, this team was a loser. I mean, this is not surprising anyone. I think we were we were bracing for the blow, as it were. Man, I mean, wearing a brown paper bag on your head. You know what that reminds me of? The eights. There you go. <laughs> all right. To me, that's always the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. You, Pete, you know what I'm talking about. The Saints the eights. mastered oh, that. Yeah. Yes. I think uh, that's 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 Jets behavior. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, speaking of the Cowboys, we did ask that interesting question. What do you consider the bigger no-show? Was it the Cowboys losing to the Packers or was it the Eagles losing to the Bucks last night? You're welcome to weigh in at 855-212-4CBS. We got more for you on the Cowboys. You got to hear this. We'll play it for you next. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Cowboys, it's been two days. I want to get some attention off my Eagles. Hey, they lost too. Remember that? <laughs> and people are not happy. Solid deflection. All right, time for your Cowboy Quickie for today. This is courtesy of WFAA in Dallas. Local TV station was catching Cowboy fans exiting the stadium after that awful loss to the Packers. Here's a little of what these fans had to say. I came there, we lost, y'all ain't nobody else, man. <laughs> Disgusted. I am upset, you feel me? I am from Virginia. I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sad. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm... Disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me, it don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's coming to save the franchise. Uh, Dak was not spared by the fans leaving Cowboys Stadium. No more Dak Prescott. ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Let's go, Rangers. <laughs> That's probably a bridge too far, but. <laughs> it is <sighs> tough. If you're hoping on Jesus to help you and then Trey Lance, I don't think either of those are viable for this current state of the Cowboys. Here's more from the Cowboy fans from F WFAA. 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Whoa. That's your Cowboy quickie. <laughs> how many with curse words did they have to put on the cutting room floor? <laughs> I just love how it's, it's treated like a news story, like breaking news, you know, stunning news. Cowboy fans ticked off that they lost. Really shouldn't be news, to be honest, right? Yeah, I know. Keep losing like that. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to do that that local news bit, react, fan reaction. In Philly, it's always a total adventure. When the Phillies <laughs> lost, the amount of kids like 
you know, giving the middle finger to the newscaster was probably dozens. Oh, working, was- working in, I worked in television news, obviously, before I came here. Yeah. And those, you know, we're going to talk about loser franchises, those post-Mets, you know, losing in the playoffs and having, you know, our reporter out there outside of City Field. Oof. You never knew what was going to happen after those games. Well, honestly, Yankee Stadium might have been a little worse. Because they were, they those get, were like playoff games, like deep into the playoffs, losing. And, and everyone's kind of drunk yeah. from beer. Yeah, Kinda. that's, yeah. <laughs> Extremely. Um, yeah, it's like, why are you in a hazmat suit? It's like, oh, I got to go head over to the stadium. <laughs> Bad loss. Uh, that's just a little how Cowboy fans are handling it. Not well, and I don't blame them. And Bokish is here with headlines. Yo. Guys, as expected, Baker Mayfield, the best QB on the field this wildcard weekend, ended on a Monday night in Tampa Bay. 337 yards and three touchdowns in a 32-9 destruction of those drowsy Eagles. Proud of our guys. Proud of everybody in the building to stick together like we did the, the second half of the year and um, to get to this spot, just to keep fighting, to stick together, and don't listen to the outside noise. Just just trust the people next to you. His Bucks have now won six of seven. They get to play in Detroit on Sunday afternoon. Afternoon. Quick question about Please. Baker Mayfield. What the heck has gotten into Baker Mayfield? Like, why is that dude so good now? I think your Eagles secondary had a little to do with that. But remember, yeah. he they scored nine the points Packers a couple weeks ago. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Before he hurt his ribs, like he is like he's like is he a top fifteen quarterback now? Remember, coming in the year, we we can never figure out where to put Derek Carr or Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You had a moment where you're like, I'm into Baker Mayfield. Then you I, then you weren't, and same with me. My moment when I was into Baker Mayfield was I thought it was crazy that the Browns moved on from him. Yeah. I didn't understand that. It's like, all right, the guy had a hurt shoulder, granted, non-throwing shoulder. Yeah. But you didn't you didn't fall totally off a cliff. They had just won you a playoff game in Pittsburgh the year before, broke, <sighs> broke your playoff drought, and you basically kicked, kicked him to the curb like garbage. I mean, he's going to have some success against that Lions DBs. I think they're not going to stop the Lions. This is uh, interesting. Yeah, it's a big step up in competition for him and the Bucks this weekend against the Lions. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing easy. Uh, the <laughs> Eagle teardown, by the way, has begun. Center Jason Kelsey reportedly retiring after one Super Bowl win, two appearances, and six first-team All-Pro selections. He was in tears at the game and did Apparently told his teammates he was done in the locker room. Now, it could have been easier in Buffalo. The Bills scored the first 21 points of the game, but only up seven in the fourth. That's when Josh Allen's third TD pass put the Steelers away 31-17. We were cool, calm, and collected, and nobody nobody blinked, and we just kind of went out there and did our job, and we're going to con- need to continue to do that. Starting with Sunday night when the Chiefs come to town, the Steelers go home to figure out why they've lost their last five playoff games. And as you've heard this morning, Mike Tomlin ended yesterday's post-game press conference when asked about his contract status. The Bill Belichick era's tour has begun. The former Patriot coach interview with the Falcons yesterday. He is interviewee number six in Atlanta. The group includes Ravens D coordinator Mike McDonald and Niners DC Steve Wilkes. Caleb Williams, BTW, finally officially declared for the draft yesterday. The Lakers cooled off the Thunder, 112-105 in L.A. OKC had won four in a row. It's a six-game win streak for the Jazz thanks to a 132-105 decision over the Pacers. Lowry Marketing scored 32 for Utah. And then Indy head coach Rick Carlisle, who knows Dirk Nowitzki well, said Markkinen is the closest thing to Dirk that he's seen. Here's the quote. He's a seven-footer that can really stretch the game out and play inside. He's underrated as an athlete, and his length is really special. And the efficiency with which he catches the ball and gets rid of it, shoots it, 
He just like catches it up here, just goes like this from anywhere. People have tried to put bigger guys on him, smaller guys on him. He shoots over the smaller guys. He outcrafts the big guys. So Lowry Markkinen is Dirk 2.0. Put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't think we've read a quote from a basketball coach that long. <laughs> I should have edited that better than that was a not a great copy of paste. He yeah. Well, they also so should this, have posted the audio. That would have been helpful as that, well. That's, that was not a criticism on you. I think that mm. was a uh, that was a fully a full throttled endorsement of Laurie Markkinen. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Uh, now, playoff games that guy won. Markkinen. Yeah, Markkinen. With the jazz, with the jazz, right? Yeah, he was with the Cavs too, and he's with the Bulls too. He's thirteen. Yeah, but he wasn't winning any playoff games with those two teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Next Dirk. Yeah, maybe maybe settle a little bit, Rick. <laughs> Not right. like Lowry, I, but come on, Dirk. Yeah. I mean, Does he I, have the fadeaway with the one foot up. I just feel like Rick Carlisle might have a better feel for this than any of us in the room. <laughs> Considering I mean, he coached Dirk. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. I mean, well, he coaches in the NBA, that, that alone. Uh, maybe the only thing going well in Philly these days is Joel Embiid. 41 points, 10 boards against the Rockets yesterday. But after his latest absence, this one was for three games, some think Embiid has been skipping his tougher matchups like the Celtics and the T-Wolves recently. He can't, can't control this. I get sick and I get the flu or whatever. Can't control that. Can't control this. He's going to swallow uh, MB, the quality mm. not great. Says you can't control when you get sick or when you get hurt. He's on pace, by the way, to play just 60 games, which is not enough to be eligible for postseason awards like MVP. He says he doesn't care. The only point is to be ready for the postseason, and he is expected to play tonight against Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. That's actually a brilliant strategy, by the way. I think uh, to sit out against your tough matchups, if you're going to load manage, you might as well load manage against the best. I'm actually down with this. But, like, and not to get on Philly again, but <laughs> you guys crushed Jokic for missing games against MB last year. Mm-hmm. And now oh, MB's yeah. missing for games against the teams, yeah. and you're like, great, do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you oh, guys smart. saw you guys saw that Buck Celtics games the other day. Like the the back to the elite teams are they don't care at all about the regular season now. So no, the NBA can warn them a million so, times. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the load management rules didn't work. So this is what they're doing now. I actually think this is a smart one by Embiid too, because it doesn't the two time MVP like going for that. It doesn't oh, matter yeah. at this point. He like, doesn't care at all. You got your one MVP. You got to make it past the second round of the playoffs now. I think almost you look kind of bad if you win two MVPs and can't get past the second round. That that gives you uh, a bit of loser energy in itself. And I, and I and I defend guys getting hurt or sitting games more than most. But the one part I did agree with is, I mean, if you're hurt, you shouldn't play. Like this idea that, like, oh, you guys were Ironmen, they played through broken hands. I'm like, well, they shouldn't. Like it, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like they they should. If Joel Embiid is sick or he's injured, you should not be risking him in December games. It's simple. Also, if he gets below that 65, they could really rest him a lot, which will be good for the playoffs. I'm I'm a full load management guy. I have no problem with it. If for my team. The rest of the league, I don't want to see them do it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, what else? Uh, Connor Bedard, he is Perlow's favorite hockey player. He was back skating in a full cage, no contact jersey yesterday. That's seven days after surgery for his broken jaw. His head coach, Luke Richardson, says there's no change in the original timetable of missing six to eight weeks. I do know Connor Bedard. I didn't know that his coach was Luke Richardson. Um, Yeah. I thought John Tortorella coached half the team. (laughs) Not at the same time. Over his career, he has. Um, I got to be honest. I'm looking online for a loser hat for when we eventually 
have the loser hat here and whoever has to sit in the loser spotlight. Just buy an Eagles hat. <laughs> oh, but it's so unfair that we actually have playoff teams. If you're a perennial, if you're not even going to get to the playoffs, like, what are you just, you guys, all you Jets fans just going to wear it all season long? Well, I think that's going to be the beauty of the loser spotlight is you can wear it for yeah. any, you, you have to wear the hat and be in the loser spotlight for, for any reason. Like, right. it's not just about your team being eliminated. But I almost feel like the good teams, because the expectations are so much higher, you fall into that loser category more often. Like, if the Giants or Jets lose, everyone's like, oh, of course they lost. Or the Giants or Jets, why are you giving no, me but a like, loser? For example, hat? like when Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, and I'm not wishing at all, but when he tears his Achilles after I've been saying that Jets are going to have a great season, I got to wear the hat. I got to live with it. <laughs> Maybe not for that specific example. It seems especially yeah, cruel. That kind of feels how about mean. When, <laughs> a torn <yeah>. Achilles. <laughs> oh, not, it's not for Aaron Rodgers. It's for me. For about, me, for believing that the Jets were going to actually do something. Or I would say like... Uh, when Nathaniel Hackett does something stupid, you know, maybe you have to wear it. We'll, we'll, we'll have to debate it. That feels it a little a dark, yeah, I the Achilles every time it should be, we should do it. Every time Bogus is in and we do it at the 20, 20 segment, and there should be a vote on whether or not someone gets to wear the loser hat. Or if they're, they're resigned to it. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not like they want to. So I'm, but pick, I understand, I'm picking out we... hats on Twitter here. We got it on, on online. Is this more of like one of those multicolored hats with like a airplane like a, <laughs> like a dunce cap? Top. Yeah, I the like that. The dunce caps actually look kind of dated. Big, okay. big long yeah. cap. There's I, I, one that's just a poop emoji that you have to wear on your head. Cap mm. might have to, you know, uh, digitally censor <laughs> that one. Yeah. Can I bring up one more debate on the poll question? Who Was there a question, who's a bigger loser today, or who is more of a letdown, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Yeah, yes, who, Cowboys who were at no 57%. Show. Do you understand that the now. Eagles did not have their single best player on the team in A.J. Brown? They were on the road, and their quarterback had a broken finger. The Cowboys had everybody were at home and going against the youngest team. This should not be a poll. Now, if you're going to give an L to a team... The Cowboys are much more of a disaster for what happened, right? I just was looking at a T-shirt that popped up that says yeah. "sore loser." Right, <laughs> but the sure. Cowboys. Are, wait, this is recency bias. Like nobody thought the Eagles were going to win that game last night. Listen, some people did. Really? Did anybody? I yeah. mean, they were underdogs. No, I mean, the they, were, they lost as underdogs, where the Cowboys lost as huge favorites. That is a much. No, no, no. The Eagles were favorites. They oh. opened as favorites. Yeah, and, and I think also... Oh, you're right. They were three-point favorites. Right, right. And, and it goes beyond just that game. It's This is the culmination of a total meltdown. So it's not just, oh, you lost this one game. It's you guys were maybe going to be number one seed, and now you're out of the playoffs losing to Todd Bowles right. and Baker Mayfield. But this was a slow burn lose where the Cowboys, it was like a hammer yeah, to that. Like no, I, yeah, the Cowboys that was right way worse. Awful. Totally. Anyway, you can go vote on our poll at Maggie and Pearl. Who... Uh, how do we word it, EJ? So, which was Just pick the more of a no-show <laughs> performance? Cowboys lose to Packers. Eagles lose to Bucks right now. Packers, 59%. Bucks right. for, uh, Eagles, Bucks, 40, 40%. I think we worded it, vote for Eagles so Perloff gets madder. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Andrew Bogus. Coming up, uh, lots more to do here. We mentioned Jim Harbaugh interviewing. We also have uh, some news from Deion Sanders. Lot to do here on Maggie and Perloff. It's the show picking out loser hats don't move we're back in a minute when the whole family comes together to watch the game nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store with instacart you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour less time shopping means more game time let's go 
Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. You believe in that? You don't think we'd forget about Dion Sanders, did you? It's Dion. Looking for a new defensive coordinator, but he's got to wait for the NFL hiring cycle to calm down. A two staff members that we didn't introduce is our coordinator. And I could easily choose a coordinator for you, but instead of being hasty, I'd rather be right. Thank you. Because you deserve it. So you got to understand the NFL is just getting over, and there's still some teams in the playoffs. So not only we're trying to get your pro, but we're trying to get your professional either from college or from the NFL, but we're trying to do it right because this side of the room, right defense, you deserve that. All right, so Dion kind of monitoring the college and the NFL hiring yep. cycle and then trying to poach somebody to come and coach the defense there. How about uh, our buddy Leslie Frazier interviewing with the Raiders for the head coaching job? If he doesn't get that, doesn't Leslie Frazier, a veteran Dion loves these veterans. Who yeah. is the play caller? Warren Sapp. Oh, Pat Shermer. He had Pat Shermer last year. Yeah, guys who've been around for a long time and the NFL might not be as interested in. I feel like Leslie Frazier would be awesome. I'm <laughs> all about Dion right now. I thought it was really funny that the Chargers put out a tweet that said, we completed our interview with Leslie Frazier, and it's Frazier in all Bills gear. <laughs> and our, our pal Dave Damashek tweeted, I hope he didn't wear that to the interview. <laughs> it's kind of silly. There's not one other photo That's we great. can find of Leslie Frazier. He's been famous since the 80s. I kind of think it's weird that they're doing this whole we've completed the interview it's with showing Bill. They, it's like a signing day. Yeah, it's like a it's like a new thing. Oh, so you say sign day? Almost remind me of like when these uh, recruits now say, "I've been offered by this school, a school they have no intention of going to." It's yeah, just, right. So on that front, I have a question for you guys. Bill Belichick interviewed yesterday with Atlanta, who had this congratulatory self tweet, and then Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Chargers. So all of a sudden, the clock is ticking. So if you're the Cowboys and the Eagles, how long can you wait for those specifically? Belichick, I think firings are going to come down faster because they got to get in on this before somebody wraps up Harbaugh and before someone wraps up Belichick. Yeah, listen, this is great for Harbaugh and Belichick. You're going to start bidding wars. You know, teams are going to try to get in on them. I, I think that's how it's going to go. Um, what's interesting to me about Harbaugh and the Chargers, like, if I mean, that's a, that's a really great fit. Yeah. Like if I'm the Chargers, I don't want him leaving the building. That's how good that could be. And he coached in California. There's a lot of advantages. L.A., I think, is a draw for someone like Harbaugh. So I, I worry about all the other teams who think they're going to get Harbaugh. I think Dallas has to start to throw their hat in the ring. I was shocked. Did you know Belichick was going to interview that quickly for Atlanta? To me, I thought that was going to take some time. I mean, What are you waiting for? 
Well, we we heard it too right out of the, right out of the gate after he stepped away from the from the Patriots. Yeah, that Falcons. they were in, involved. So he had a feeling it was coming. But yeah, I was. I I don't know why. I just thought this whole thing would take a little longer. That's why if I'm the Eagles, I do not want to sit around and be. Otherwise, it's going to be Sirianni again. Well, and well, I mean, it might not be that. There's yeah. still other talented guys. You mentioned you want Vrabel, which, by the way, has Vrabel interviewed anywhere? Gosh, I haven't seen a headline. I haven't either. Um, it's possible it could have been missed, but he might maybe doesn't do this cycle. He does TV for a year. That'd be interesting. Um. Well, you're so hot. You're such a hot candidate right now. I mean, the by the way, talking about a marriage, doesn't Vrabel feel like a Steelers coach too? Um, Bill Cower. He's Bill Cower reinvented. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I don't know about Tomlin. I mean, Tomlin to me right now feels like very staunch fifty-fifty, and I would probably move on. I think that he's been telling you, like, I don't think that Jake mm. Laser has a report that Mike Tomlin's mm. thinking about you know, might want someone else to trade for him or thinking about stepping away. I don't think that gets out there. We haven't heard a peep about Tomlin in 15 yep. years, and now all of a sudden, 16 years, and now all of a sudden, there's like a couple of the NFL insiders have some, you know, some some tidbits about it. Yeah, him. no, you're right. And Tomlin, it's reportedly does have a close relationship with those guys. They're not just firing off the hip. It is there's a timing again, a factor. Like if Tomlin delays this, then the Steelers might miss this whole cycle. Because I would think the day you lose, you probably want to quit, right? And like, remember, like you always say, players want to retire right after the season. Then a month later, they're like, oh shoot, right. I, I feel better. So maybe Tomlin's going to give it some time, which case could kind of be a bad situation. And the Steelers might not have their choice. But here's a question: If the Steelers would they really want like a retread? I have no idea. No, probably not. Like a Belichick that doesn't. But even fit, so, but... A guy, I think the hot assistants might might get hired before. I he can't wait five weeks. No, I get that, but... And I don't think the Steelers have anyone on their staff. Well, to be honest, I actually don't want to give the Steelers any advice on how to hire a coach. They know how to do it. I mean, they, at some point, you've got to give, whether it's the exact same people in the room or not, don't you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll find somebody? No, they've somebody hired great. three coaches in 65 years. They, I'm telling you, this is not the kind of job where the more you do it, search. the better you are at it. Well, <laughs> nobody there hired Mike Tomlin. That maybe one of the Roonies is there, but whatever. It is kind of random. It's kind of like the Packers and quarterbacks. Yes, they know how to draft quarterbacks, obviously. So I, I actually think if the Eagles are going to move on, they better do it quickly because what happens? Atlanta, Bill Belichick, you know, it's warm down there. He's going to get into it. Once you decide you're going to take <laughs> this job, uh, I don't. and your bills are probably screwed too because uh, they're probably all in on Belichick if McDermott loses, and now they're going to be late to the party. Yeah, I was always wondering about that. I think McDermott will be back, un- unlike you. will be back now. This was a big win. I Listen, mean, it feels I, called a- it, I called it before the win. I wanted Harbaugh, but go ahead. It feels a little safer now that they won this one game because you lose to the Chiefs, or maybe not. I don't know. What, what do you think? Um, I know it's a day after a win. It's hard to put your brain there, and I don't want to jinx you. Well, I've already said what I would have done. Yeah. I would, I would fire him for Jim Harbaugh. Now, that's kind of tough because they're still playing. <laughs> but yeah. So the timeline might not match up, but I, I think McDermott kind of gone as far as he can go with this team. Yeah. So. It is interesting to me that they rallied around him so much this year. That yeah. does say something. They did. They rallied around him. Uh, they kind of closed ranks. I don't want to say it's a little easier to do in Buffalo, but it might be. Yeah. I mean, since the offensive coordinator hire the change, rather, it feels like things are a little bit better. you got to stay healthy. All right, so I say we come in tomorrow that McCarthy and Sirianni, one of those guys, is in, might be gone. Is there any world where Mike McCarthy stays? Yeah. I don't think there is, but... I, the loyal Jerry thing. I mean, how do you do that to your fan base? 
Well, they've been 12 and 5 three years in a row. It's not so radical. Mm. And same with Sirianni. I mean, you could make a good argument. The guy's been in the playoffs three straight years. It's not like Frank Reich and the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. But it's. I, I think it's um, a question of, do you want to try to get one of these big coaches in this hiring cycle? If you want a yeah. Jim Harbaugh, if you want a Bill Belichick, if you want Vrabel, if you want to go after one of these guys, then you got to do it now. And even if you think next year you would fire a guy, next year you got to try to do it now. Yeah, no, you're right. This is those those three guys are just screwing it up for incumbent coaches everywhere. Not to mention Ben Johnson could be just as hot as any of those guys. The fifteen million dollar a year Lions assistant, I'll take him in for the Eagles. Uh, DTs in the chat said Sirianni interviewing at Central Bucks West <laughs> substitute oh, see, teaching opportunities. Wow. <laughs> Well, so that that's a football powerhouse. It used to be they they set the all time record for for wins in a row. That's the one famous football program around us. Yeah, Sirianni. Uh, I bet you. All right, I'd like to do. We probably won't all be together by the time this happens, but I'll bet you Sirianni gets another job at some point of his NFL life. Believe it or not, because he's really he connects with players. Believe it. I know there's well, problems. Not currently, his quarterback. If you believe the ESPN article. No, I I think that quarterback. He's talking about the play calling there is a mess. Uh, I, I think Sirianni gets a second life. Be someone we always forget the end and say, oh, he had three winning seasons. Guys get, I, I don't think it's been that bad, even though I do want to fire him. Meanwhile, the other uh, news that we didn't get to today, which is that Caleb Williams decided to declare officially for the NFL draft. I mean, this was not yeah. a shock at all, but if I'm the Bears, and I think this has always been the plan, I am trading Justin Fields, I am drafting Caleb Williams, I don't know why they didn't fire Eberflus to just get a full new head coach in there. They want to do this half measure. I think they're going to end up regretting that. But at least you do get Caleb Williams. And by the way, guess who last night was attending the Bucks eagles game? Who? Who? Lincoln Riley. Do you guys see him on the sidelines supporting Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield, who both played for him at Oklahoma? But I was like, oh, yeah, Lincoln Riley. Remember that guy? I think it – I. I disagree with you in one sense. I think if the Bears beat the Packers in Week 18 and they end up eight and nine, I think there's at least a discussion. I don't think it was a no-brainer. Being they would have been the hottest team, they would have felt like last year's Lions. You don't think that they would have been excited? Hot enough to pass on the number one overall pick for a quarterback two years in a row? That's crazy. Well, last year it worked out very well. Yeah, it did. But you can't do that two years in a row when you don't know what you Fields. The ceiling for Fields may not be as high as Caleb Williams. It's really the salary cap. And that too. Uh, we got to go. Thank you so much to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Pete Pilotti. Thank you to Andrew Bogish and Andrew Kaplan. Weedos and coffee drinkers on fire today. The callers as well. We'll see you tomorrow. Will Mike McCarthy still be the head coach of the Cowboys? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.